wanted to start off this very first episode by giving you my story so you can kind of understand where I'm coming from and why I feel the need to do this podcast. And um, Brian, feel free to interrupt, ask questions, uh, you know, clarify when you want. So basically, I'm, I'm going to go back to earlier this year. Um, it was about March. I had watched Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind by Dr. Stephen Greer. Um, it was awesome. Basically, uh, if you haven't seen it, if you don't know anything about it, um, regular people have actually been initiating contact with aliens, extraterrestrials, for uh, at least what going on 30 years now. Um, obviously, most of us don't know about it, and there's a very uh, specific reason for that. Um, we'll get into that more as the, the program continues. Basically, you know, the government cover-up is true. Um, but I was watching that. It got me so excited. I resonated with that. I vib My vibration was, on, was just on with this program. And so I was like, I got to do this. I'm going to try this tonight. Um, so bef before I, I, so I got super excited. I was like all worked up. And I was like, okay, well, I got to take, take my dogs for a walk. So I'll do that. And then I'll come back and uh, you know, do these protocols and everything. <clears throat> and, and so I took my dogs for a walk. And as I'm, do, as I'm, going, I'm going through my head, I have all these great like, thoughts running through my head. Like, oh, my gosh, what if this is real? Like, that would mean this and this and all, um, all these amazingly spectacular things. And I was like, God, I don't know if I can wait. You know, so it's like, should I ask for sir, a signal or a sign? And immediately I shot down that idea. I was like, no, Andy, you don't want to do that because you know, you're not going to see anything. Nothing's going to happen and you're going to get super discouraged or you know, you're going to start reading signs into, into every little like movement of the leaves on the trees or, or anything. And so I, I just got that idea completely out of my head and I continued on the walk. Well, um, we're getting kind of close to the end. Very end, I go up the hill and then come back down a big hill into the cul-de-sac where I live. And just something very innocuous, uh, as I was turning to the right, I heard from about two or three houses down on my left, a dog bark. And I took a couple steps and, and I, I kind of stopped and I was like, wait, that's, that's a little odd. I don't think I've ever heard a dog bark from that particular location in the uh, you know, I've had these dogs for almost a decade now. I've been walking them here for, for about just as long. I don't think I'd ever heard of that. I was like, that's a little odd. Um, I kept going. I got up to the very top of the street. I turned to take a left to go down the hill. And I heard like a woman's voice. It, it, was, it was like kind of like yelling, but it was like a laugh, laughable yell almost, but it was real quick. And I turned and there was no one there. And so when I heard that, I was like, it's on, you know, but like the, there's, this is just too, you know, coincidental for these two things to happen back to back. Um, so my, my mind's like going, going crazy. I, I get back to my house. I walk around the house to the basement and I have a little flashlight on the, 
leash for the dogs. And it just makes like a, like a little bit of a light so that I can make sure there are no snakes or, or whatever, you know, pick up their food and stuff. And all of a sudden I come around the back and this light just gets so bright that it literally illuminates the entire backyard. And um, I was just like, whoa, is this really happening? Like I, I was really blown away. Um, <clears throat> so at this point I know, I'm like, oh my God. So, like this this is legit this is this has to be like this doesn't just happen to you you know so I come inside I have a podcast playing I always listen to a podcast when I take my dogs for a walk I come inside and there was the news program on the tv as well and so now that I I kind of know in my in my heart that this is all true I have all these thoughts running through my head about well is this true is that true could this be true like, does that mean this is happening? This is possible. And I like, I, I felt this presence that someone was, it's very hard feeling to explain that someone was listening to me, that I was like talking to not just myself, but others, beings, people, I, I don't know who they were, but it was crazy because I had these, these two programs playing and I was thinking these things in my head and all of a sudden, all the noise around me would get, would go completely mute for a couple seconds. And then uh, the next word that was said, it would play one of the words from one of the programs, either the TV or my phone, and it would like answer. It would be like a yes, and it would answer the question, or, or it would be something to do with what I was just thinking in my head. And um, that really blew me away. So um, that happened, I have, that probably happened uh, maybe a half a dozen times, really. And so I came around, I was sitting on the sofa. My, I have one of those wraparound sofas and one of my dogs was kind of, um, you know, right northeast of me, but like right in front of me with heads down, head down sleeping. And it's kind of funny because even even with all this that had already happened, it's like every now and then there was that doubt would still creep up in your head. You know, you're like, okay, is this, come on, like really, is this really happening? Like, am I just imagining all this, whatever? And, and, and it seems like they would kind of throw me on point, you know, back and, and have something happen to where, okay. Um, but I was just like, all right, I'm gonna go for it. This is going to be, this is going to prove it once and for all that this is legit. I said, make my dog bark. And the second I got that out of my mouth, Freddie, my little dog, opens his eyes, perks his head up a little bit, looks at me right and barks right in my face. And I was, that, that just about, it blew me away, but it about scared the shit out of me too. Cause I was like, whoa. Um, this is legit. So that was my, I say that was my awakening, my spiritual awakening. And I know people um, have had, you know, stories similar to that, but at least for me, that was really just the beginning. Um, because, you know, later that night I did, I went out and I did the protocols and I looked up in the sky and it, it appeared to me that the stars were moving that when I looked at a star, it would move. But, you know, we've been to enough CE5s and, and done this for, for enough time to know that 
stars do tend to move when you look at them. So even though they did look to me like they were moving, I was still, I, you know, I wasn't like sure, like, okay, you know, like, is, is this real? Are they really, you know, like uh, responding to me? But I still, I was still super excited and energized uh, over everything that had happened. Um, and so, but a few days later, I was outside, uh, just kind of, I don't remember what I was doing, but I was kind of just staring into uh, the sky. And all of a sudden, like, part of the sky got, like, way, kind of wavy. Um, the, the best way I can kind of describe it is that there was, like, a, a giant magnifying glass, like, in the um, one part of the sky. And it was, like, kind of like a circle. And within it, it looked like space was, like, moving. And so I, I, you should, it was really funny. I was out in front of my uh, cul-de-sac in front of all the houses. And I was kind of like bend, bending over. I was like kind of leaning up and down, you know, kind of coming around to look, to look at this thing and try and figure out like what the hell was going on. So I can only imagine like what my neighbors would have thought if they saw me. They're like, this guy's crazy, which I probably am. Um, so another thing I noticed that at night, the, I, when I would look at lights, they would actually, the auras are around the lights would get bigger and bigger and bigger the more I looked at them. So I decided that I was going to film them. I was going to videotape the lights and see if I could catch on video the, them changing and like me putting my intentions on the light, see if that kind of came through. And it's very interesting because some of the video that I got with these lights was unlike anything that I'd ever seen. The, uh, that so there, there were like specific rays shooting off in like three or four different directions and they went way past the light. Now, I'm not sure if that's, had something to do with the camera or not, um, but I thought it was really cool. <laughs> and as I was going through these videos, I was watching them, and on a couple of them, I noticed that not anywhere near the light, but somewhere off the frame, something would pop in to the screen and then pop out real quick. And when I slowed it down, I, I went through and I went frame by frame. I could see this like being um, pop up onto the, the right side of the screen. And it, it almost looked like a bat, a bat with its arms and wings folded across itself, just kind of like standing with its arms across. And so I was, that, that was like a, a whoa moment. And I kept doing that. I looked at some of my other videos, too, and, and I did. I saw this being, and it looked like it was moving up and down, up and down, and I could see eyes on it in, like, a head, and it, it kind of terrified me, to be honest, because it looked like it had, like, a praying mantis head with, like, big bug eyes and something down, like, a, around, like, the bottom of its head that was... Just, just looked really gross, um, and I still apologize to them, my friends. For didn't you describe that one time as a 
I think you call it a waddle, that thing that dangles under a rooster. Yes. So um, it, it's interesting because the, the beings, they knew that I was having trouble determining exactly what they were and that it was freaking me out. I was a little bit scared. So one night, uh, very, very soon after this, I was um, sitting on the toilet just kind of, you know, hanging out <laughs> with my door open to my room. And, I'll, and I kind of looked at the floor, the, um, my, my wooden floors, and I thought I saw something like, like some kind of image. And I kind of turned my, I kind of bent my head one way and with the light coming at it and everything. And I realized that somehow they had inserted a picture of themselves into my hardwoods all right now um, I actually did I, I took a piece of paper and I went over and took crayon and tried to um, go over it you know to see if, it, if they've actually like you know made indentions into the wood and they hadn't so somehow they like altered the the internal structure of it and anyways what I saw clearly for the first time was a bird it, it was a huge bird being. Um, and so the eyes, while they were bug eyes, they were like bird's eyes kind of coming back and I could see the beak. And it clearly had what looked like a rooster's waddle um, kind of like in its neck area. And so that, that was kind of the one of the things that's it's still kind of just a little bit strange to see that. Uh, but I could clearly see the wings and they actually and kind of have in their, I guess, you know, their arms are attached to their wings or whatever. And one of their arms was uh, a little one, like, like a child. He was holding a little child in his arm that, you know, looked just like him, but it was like a child. And it, it, it was like one of the cutest things I've ever seen, really. I mean, just like the big, big eyes, the eyes that are too big for its face. And... Um, directly below the child was an egg. So I guess what they're saying was, this is what we look like, this is what our children look like, and this is how we're reproduced, I guess, uh, an egg. Um, now, I'm not 100% sure if that's right or not, because I've, I've come now I've come to understand that there are six density beings, and I'm not sure if they are like hatched and born um, we'll get into to more because I, I still just don't even really, you know, have a full concept of the different densities and how your, you know, yourself uh, manifests within those. So, anyways, that night I saw I saw them. Uh, it like gave me a huge relief because I finally knew what they looked like. I knew they weren't menacing <clears throat> or scary looking at all. And that night I was outside and. Um, I, I guess, kind of going back, throughout this time, I had been doing this, what I can only describe now as some kind of meditation, where I, you know, I use my periphery vision, what I do is, it's very hard for me to explain, but it's like I'm using a muscle within my head, actually, I can feel the muscle, like, moving as I do it, and what I do is I try to take two objects, I try to, I, I try to look center and kind of have my attention on the, the very center of what I'm looking at, but I also try and keep positioning of my periphery. And I take two things 
in the periphery and I try to actually the only this mesh them, push them toward the center of my site. And when I do that, I can actually see um, these beings, you know, and I, <clears throat> so that very first night I saw, I saw it clearly. I could see the, the bird features. I could see it and it was flying. It had its wings flapping and it was kind of moving up and down, up and down. That was in the backyard. And so I, when I went around to the, to the front yard and did uh, my meditation, because like I said, for, for a short time, I had actually been out on my porch, on my front porch, you know, from 10 o'clock, anywhere from 10 to like three o'clock in the morning doing this, because I was just like obsessed with it. Um, and this, this night was just, it was insane because what they were doing is, and at least this is what it looked like to me at the time that, that, that they had this ship and the bottom of the ship had these holes in it. And what they were doing is I could see them like kind of standing in the holes and all of a sudden they would free fall down to the ground and about anywhere between you know like 20 down to 15 down to 10 feet before they hit the ground they would disappear and they just kept doing this over and over and over like they were doing it for my amusement because i was like whoa that is so cool and that same night i saw them that <clears throat> when i had seen the first guy in my backyard the first time i saw him and i was like okay it looked like he was about my size you know, uh -huh. about, my, about my height. And <laughs> go ahead. This is the one you call Tom? This is the one I call Tom, yes. And uh, I'll get back specifically to Tom in a little bit. But yeah, um, I had to call him something because eventually he would, he would be in my way. He'd be like right in front of me. And, I'm tr and I was trying to concentrate on something else. And I was like, dude, you need to get out of my... <laughs> like my view and I didn't want to be mean or anything. So I was like, dude, do you mind if I call you Tom? I was like, you know, move up and down. If it's cool, if I call you Tom, I don't know where Tom came from. Just the first thing that came to my mind and he did. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll call you Tom. But so I saw him, he, he was about my size, but this later that night when I saw them, you know, diving down and everything, I also saw them and they look very small, like normal sized birds that you and I would see like on trees. All right. But they were surrounded by this uh, soccer soccer ball size circle. And it looked to me like they were in miniature ships, like floating around. And I just, I sat there and I, I laughed for about like, you know, 30 seconds. And I was, I was like, what in the hell does a bird need a sh like a ship for just to kind of float through the air? Well, so oh. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, eventually, what I realized is that was not a ship, and that was not their their normal size. Um, that, in fact, they are, they have this ball. They're in some sort of ball, and it, and it almost looks like they're affixed to some kind of controls in, in this big ball that is coming from uh, some kind of, the best way I can describe it is a spotlight. It looks like a spotlight that typically either comes from the stars around or sometimes they come off some points of the ground. And the way I can tell is that, this, like, you know, imagine a grand, you go to a grand opening and you see spotlights shooting out into the sky and you can see them 
move around and they're cylindrical, you know? And so that's what it looks like. And it's almost as if they're, they're like holographic tunnels almost is, is kind of what it looks like. And within that, they can sort of manifest uh, whatever they want and as dense as they want. So sometimes what if, I, what, what if you're an unwitting subject of Project Blue Book? Um, that's, you know, there are definitely thoughts that have gone through my mind that A, I'm going crazy. You know, you always have to take that into consideration. B, um, these are bad beings that, that, um, are trying to take over my life and get me to do bad stuff. But the more and more things I experience and the more I speak with some of the people in our group, um, some of the people who are actually clairvoyant and can, um, you know, get messages back and forth from them, the more I'm convinced that um, not only are they six density higher beings, but Tom, the, the one being that is always within three or four feet or, or however far, but he's always around whenever I look for him, that he is actually my future self. And that's something that we can cover later because that doesn't really make much sense to, you know, to me either. Um, and obviously, if anything, you had a relationship with these beings in the past, but you're saying it's future. That's, that's... Well, they are in the future. Um, and, and they, you know, uh, Dina, who, who is a fantastic member of our group, that she kind of you know, explained to me that they, they experience time different than we do um, in, in the higher densities, which makes sense. That kind of corresponds with some of the other things that I've read about and some of the things that we're gonna talk about on this podcast. But um, my whole thing is, is like, so that being has already experienced everything that I've done. So does that mean I have free will? If, you know, if he's there, if he exists, then that means everything I'm going to do, and he is my future self, that means everything I'm going to do has already happened somewhere at some point, you know? So do I have free will? Is my uh, path preordained? And so, you know, that just raises all kinds uh, of crazy questions. Um, but basically, I guess, kind of just what I, what I want everyone to kind of imagine in their heads is this holographic tunnel that they manifest within themselves and they can manifest as big or as small as they want. So like I said, I've seen them the size of regular birds on the trees and I've also seen them in the sky where their wingspan had to have been like a hundred feet. I mean, absolutely huge. I actually, the very first time I saw the one that big, I thought it was a ship that was shaped exactly like them like exactly like a bird that's how big it was it looked like a ship to me um so like i said before you know, one of the very first times when i saw them diving i thought that those that i saw them in the ships but i think those circles that i said were coming out of, out of from a ship were just these tunnels or these holographic um light beams that, that they send out um, and now the thing is, is that i can see these 
around stars. Like, uh, I'm starting to see them around other objects as well. And so um, I'm starting to think that sometimes it's them and sometimes I'm seeing energy because it's, per it's usually purple. It's almost always purple around these um, stars or because, <clears throat> okay, here, a few times, it was like one to three o'clock in the morning. Okay, I'm out there. Oh, <clears throat> another thing I forgot to mention too is that it's obvious that they are, as I'm doing my meditation, that they're trying to help me increase my vibration. And they're doing this, it kind of seems like it goes by levels. And what they do is anytime I get close to the next level, they give me cues to understand that it's, you know, that I'm about to get to that level to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm doing it right. And these cues can, um, the, the, one of the very first things that ever happened, I was outside um, with my dogs and uh, it was like two or three in the morning. They were asleep and snoring. They're French bulldogs. So they snore like crazy. All right. And as I'm getting to this next level, all of a sudden the volume of my dog snoring starts to gradually increase like it gets louder and louder and louder and, and it was like you know there was no mistaking what they were doing and that's actually happened a few times now and, and sometimes even if my dog's out there and they're awake what'll happen is they'll have freddy my dog lick start to lick his lips like, like a lot and loudly and then sometimes he'll actually just start scurrying back and forth back and forth or come up and touch me um, so that's one of the things they do. Another thing they do is they create environmental cues. They'll have the ant, like the sound of the animals at night, the cicadas and other things. That those will start to increase, or they'll shoot up a huge gust of wind. Um, they've also created like lightning in in the sky, and I think they can manifest airplanes using this. Um, this holographic tunnel thing because uh, one point three again like three o'clock in the morning I'm doing this all of a sudden this airplane flies directly over my head and you know it's COVID time and so and this was months ago when there really weren't any flights at all um, and so and it had and it just so happened to coincide exactly when I was hitting like that next level and then about 20 minutes later, the same thing happened. Another plane came directly over my, my house. And so I was like, wow, that's, that's not a coincidence. At first, I thought it might be spooks or like the CIA, you know, kind of keeping tabs on me and saying, we know exactly that's, what you're doing. That's, that's how I felt the first time I noticed chemtrails. I thought they were following me. And then if you flip on NASA TV later night, you'll see that, you know, it's a transnational thing right and, and and so the thing is is that and that's kind of about when i started to see the the circles around the airplanes and everything and now like i said i see them almost around uh, everything if i look for it but i have i got a phone application now that tells me if planes are up in the sky and there's been a couple times where there's been a plane right overhead and it wasn't on the app so i think that some of them are real some of them aren't real and um actually dina one of the ladies in our group said that 
what she thinks it is and what the messages she are getting is that they are actually opening a rift into alternate realities so that in a, in a separate reality that there is a plane in the sky going over my house at exactly that moment it's just not happening in, in this reality but they're actually opening a rift so that i'm able that we're and other people can see them too and see the airplane going in the sky which i thought was very interesting and, and makes a lot of sense to think about it um, <clears throat> so basically i mean that's kind of the gist of my awakening and just i continue to work on my meditations uh, something that's happened within the last couple weeks i have realized that i can use my ears and um sound to increase my vibration a lot faster than i thought oh okay and something else i forgot to mention when I do this meditation, um, it, it was weird because I, I did it and, and everything was, but eventually it got to the point where I would do it and my eyes would get extremely blurry. Like, and it would happen almost instantly sometimes where I'd, I'd be doing my thing, I'd, I'd make my specific look and my eyes would blur, all right? And like I said, that um, I think that they're, in helping me increase my vibration because if they're a higher vibration what i've come to realize is that as much as i want to see them i i can't not it's not just that i can't see them but it actually hurts to see them my eyes they would get blurry and then if i got far enough they would start to sting and burn all right and even when i close them too they would still sting and burn and so what I came to realize is that I have to be on a higher vibration in order for my eyes to be, to be able to you know, accept their, their sight. And that's why I haven't been able to see them like 100% clearly yet. And they're, I think they're using this. And that's why there's one always in front of my face, you know, because they're saying, all right, we want you to look for, for me, to look for us. And... You know, we're going to give you just enough of us to get you to the next point. And then, you know, you're not, you're not actually ever going to see us really until like, I, hopefully I'll see them someday, like completely clear, but I haven't been able to do that because it seems like each time I get up to a higher vibration, they increase their vibration higher. And so they're trying to get me to go higher. I, I always thought of that third sight or the, uh, the second sight as something that people would close their eyes when they use but you keep your eyes open which is one thing that i think is unique among all my friends to you yeah and you know i've tried i have tried to do it with my eyes closed and for some reason it's um, <clears throat> and honestly i think it's because i actually have to put too much of my attention on physically keeping my eyes closed uh, because they might like for some reason my eyes they just want to open and so I have to you know like use my muscles and keep them closed and I think that detracts from it and so I realized I can do it with my eyes open then I, I might as well just do it that way you know and um, so now I what I'm doing is I, I will I'll start off with my eyes closed actually and I will just focus on my ears and uh, what I've noticed is all I have to do is put my intentions on my ears almost 
as if I'm like feeling my ears with my, my brain almost and li- and just listen, like, try and just pinpoint a sound, focus really hard on that sound. <clears throat> and my body will actually start vibrating faster. And one of the ways that I can tell is I have a plastic chair outside. And when I sit on it and I put my head back and I, um, you know, touch the back of the chair, I can actually feel the chair moving. <clears throat> and I have to tell you, the last few times I've done it, like, it's a fantastic feeling um, when, you, like, you start um, vibrating that, you know, moving up into those higher vibrations. It's like, a feel, like you just, you want to keep doing it and keep going higher. It's, I mean, it's almost like a drug. There is something about the whole C5 thing and the ascension path that people talk about that is addictive. Like I can tell you a story from just the other night. I was outside listening to some music. I just downloaded Spotify and they have these really cool playlists called lo-fi and they're super mellow. They're good at night if you're just trying to chill and I'm out there, the vibe is right. And all of a sudden ET starts flying over. And I know it was E.T. because it'd be these little orbs and I'd pull out heavens above and make sure it wasn't a satellite. And then it would stop and they'd flash at me and I'd be like, hey, I, I love you and stuff. And so instantly when they showed up and they proved, you know, they were a, an intelligently controlled craft up there with pilots, I went into meditation, tried to connect with them telepathically. And that's something... Like for me personally, I'm so lazy about meditation and to have that kind of conditioned response is, you know, indicative that there's a lot of fun. Meditation is hard, man. Excuse me. It really is because, you know, the first few times you do it, probably nothing is going to happen, you know? Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, you have to, well, at least, at least in my experience, like I said, when I tried to close my eyes and, and do the same thing. I would see colors and stuff and different kind of like amorphous shapes kind of just flowing by and everything, but I couldn't get into the zone like I could. Oh, when I had the same thing with the, this was, I can't remember if it was last night or the night before, but um, I had closed my eyes just very gently. I didn't even realize I had done it. And, but I knew I had done it when I started seeing space and all the stars and guess what floated across the screen of my mind's eye cia agent close no sandia from at sandia wisdom on twitter the lady who channels the ponte you saw her i saw sandia right before i had all that et contact the words the oh, words the words yeah and it was not an original thought that came from somewhere else. It was a message. Could you, did you like feel the presence? Uh, like, did you have like a, a presence feeling of anything around you that, you know, these things? Because you're talking about the Ponte, right? Or the, Ponte, oh, however you say it. Yeah, I think it's pronounced Ponte. And if you don't know what we're talking about, it's this really cool thing. You can, Go on Twitter, like I said, sand, at Sandia Wisdom, and you can ask a question for the Ponte through this lady who will channel the responses. And I was super skeptical at first. I'm really not anymore, though, because so many of my friends have had 
experiences with these beings. And so after that word flashed across my mind, um, I saw a, a little ET with a really big head just pop up in my mind's eye and he nodded at me and I nodded back. And then we just kept nodding at each other until it was a little funny. And it made me wonder, okay, is this, am I missing part of the message here? Yeah, it's, it's a little uh, strange to think about that there are these ET, you know, um, third density extraterrestrial as well as higher density beings that are trying to help us as humans return, get on the right path. And that they actually have like trainees as well, where they are training their own members of their own race to be able to come and teach us and, and help guide us. And I know that the, the Ponty have their own little like training yeah. and, and that just was like, I was like, whoa, I guess, you know, if you were going to do something like that, then there would be some kind of course or, or education that you'd have to get in order to be able to interact with, with us and, and know, you know, what, what we respond to and all that nonsense. Well, speaking of, you just reminded me of this. We should put in the show notes a link to the photo that Mally took of the blue craft flying over right as Donna poked in the nose by an ET. And because you reminded me because she told me, and she's super into the Ponte, that she thinks it's one of their trainees. Yeah, and you know, we will um, post some of that stuff. You can also go to contactingET.com. That is, uh, I guess, kind of, you know, TE5 guys, little uh, baby child. Go ahead. I've, I've got all the contact stuff written down. If you, And I can give that whenever you want me to. Why don't you go ahead and give it right now? Okay. All right. So if you want to contact me directly, uh, you can email contactingET at gmail.com. Um, also, the website is contactingET.com. We just got it launched. It's... Uh, well, it doesn't suck, but it's got a good ways to go. And we'll put a Facebook link in the show notes. Let's just say it's a lot better than I thought you'd do. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, I, you can give Christine all the credit because. Thank you, Christine. We've got some really amazing people. So we'll get back right, to that. So the, uh, there, we'll have a, we have a meetup, we have a Discord, and then. Twitter, you can reach us on Twitter at contacting ET. That's Donna, the lady into the Ponte who runs that. And we'll put a link to Deerlick in the show notes, which is something I just wanted to inform the listeners. Um, the Georgia C5 team has a meetup at Deerlick Astronomy Village, November 6th and 7th. We're going to go home on the 8th, which is a Sunday. We always have a great time there. And uh, if you'd like to come out, it's, we don't charge anything. There's a membership fee, but it's not much. It's usually about 10 bucks for most people. And yeah, so just shoot us a note if you want to come to that. Should I tell them the story, the men in black story? Before we get to that, uh, I just want to kind of uh, return and get into why, real quick, just kind of explain, you know, I've, I've gone through my story everything and so 
throughout this time, I've just, I've had these incredible synchronicities happen. Um, I'll wait until a future episode to get into all of them. But one of the, the funny things that'll happen is I'll, I'll be reading uh, a book about all this stuff and about consciousness or whatever. And I'll read something, I'll read a fact or, you know, them explaining the way they think. A lot of these are channeled books as well. Um, so they're, they're actually higher density beings telling us how it is, how the true structure of existence. And I'll, I'll think to myself, I'll say, huh, I wonder if that's true. And then right then, that very second, someone in my house will come banging down and it'll sound like that. Or I've had a few times where my dog, who sleeps next to me usually when I'm reading, um, just out of nowhere, he'll have his head, head away from me, just kind of snoring. And I'll think this, I'll say, I wonder if that's true. <laughs> and he, he would, that exact second, he will turn his head, he'll kind of wake up, turn his head and look at me right in the face for a few seconds. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's true. So uh, I have just had this, I've learned to kind of trust my, my feelings, my intuition, and um, I, I just have this overwhelming idea that something's going down. That, and, and we'll get into more, I know I say that a lot, but we'll get into more about this, that the world, Earth, is moving from third density to fourth density. And I think that's why we're seeing all the craziness out there, you know, in, in whatever form it's manifesting in. I don't think there's any denying that we that we got some really crazy, uh, you know, there's a lot of anger and hatred boiling up. And, and I just feel that it's part of my mission to try and help educate people, get the message out, and so that hopefully people will kind of go through the, the spiritual movement and understand that hatred in any form is bad. You know, that the, four, the density, fourth density is the density of love. And the only way we're going to get to fourth density is by being loving human beings, all right? And so that's uh, hopefully what we're gonna do. We're gonna introduce you to some, some people in our group this E5 group, I think that's a great way to get involved. Um, you know, at least kind of get your feet wet. I have to tell you, I've been in this group for, uh, you know, a few months. I've been to quite a few events, but I have learned so much, not only about, you know, existence and other stuff going on, but about myself as well, that I, stuff that I would have never found out had it not been for this group. And I think, I know Brian probably, sorry, CE5 guy probably shares that idea. So we're going to, we're going to present these ideas. We're going to, you know, learn about the, the true nature of existence uh, together. And hopefully we'll all be able to kind of become our higher selves and be ready for whatever comes our way, whatever's going to happen. I, I don't know what it's going to look like or how it's going to be. We'll get into some theory, some different theories. There's some really great and crazy theories about what might happen and so that's basically the the purpose of this show so we'll, we'll hope that you will continue to listen and shoot us any any thoughts questions any um, specific topics you'd like to hear about 
and we'll be happy to talk about those. I think you want to finish this off real quick, Brian, with a little story. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And as far as the interviews go, I think Sam is ready to come on anytime. We did. We tried to do a teaser, but we probably won't release it. <laughs> anyway, so this, speaking of Sam, I wasn't going to say his identity, but cat's out of the bag now. <laughs> this is a funny story that happened when I met him. And if you don't know him, he's just got the biggest heart. The guy stopped and saved so many animals. And he's the first guy I ever did CE5 with. Uh, he seems this, to always have a smile on his What's that? You're fading out. He, he seems to always have a smile on his face, you know, and always like have that like excitement. You can almost like just see it in his eyes and hear it in like his his tone of voice and everything. Oh, you know? oh, you can. Yeah, like the day he he <laughs> we were sitting outside in his backyard, and there was a bunch of fluffy cumulus clouds out there, and he goes, "Hey, you want to bust that cloud?" And all I knew was Sam was in the zone. So I said, <laughs> of course. And I kid you not, we both stared at that cloud and within five seconds it disappeared. That's the power of people. It's real. So get used to it. All right. So Sam is if you've ever heard the word starseed, there's different ways it gets used. I mean it he Sam is a, when I say it, that Sam is a star seed, I mean it in the most far out definition. Okay, I'll just leave it at that. So <clears throat> a few years ago, his dad passed away. He got a severance check, and he was flying around uh, from New York to Florida to California to these different C five groups, and one of these times there was this guy sitting next to him on the plane and there's something not right about this guy. Okay. And he starts up a conversation with Sam and Sam knew something wasn't right. So they got to talking about UFOs and the guy turns to Sam and he's, and he says, they know who you are, Sam. You should be afraid, very afraid. And Sam hadn't introduced himself. So how did he know his name? Right. So anyways, the only reason I know this is because it's the first night that I've met Sam and he's telling me this story and he's got his phone on the ping pong table, right? So I'm thinking, first of all, I believe this guy's story. At least I believe that he believes his own story. He got deep in this thing, contacting the aliens. He pissed off the whomever it is, the men in black. And now they're trying to scare him. Well, I don't like that. So I, I look at his phone and I deduce that you know, if his story is true, then they're probably listening right now, right? So I say directly to the phone, excuse my language, F that guy, that effing spook, he's just a pussy. <laughs> well, and, you, and you were directing that towards whoever was listening, right? You weren't saying that about Sam. You, you were trying to get a rise out of, out of whoever. Right. I, I, was, I was saying that about Jason. Jason was the guy's name, actually. And he, he specifically claimed to be a civilian, but he was working on something relating to, I think it was Naval Intelligence, ONI. 
man, I tell you what, O and I, that is a, they got a dark history. Anyways, so let me wrap this story up. The very next day, it's the second day I've ever met Sam in my life. I, I go over there and I just randomly knock on the door. I'm like, hey, you want to get some Waffle House? So we're at Waffle House. We get basically an identical meal. I think he had uh, toast where I had a biscuit. That's it. All right. So we're standing up to leave. And all of the sudden, something just hits me. And I, I can't even make it to the, all the way to the bathroom before I black out. And I, I throw up. And it's just, it's bad. The details get even worse. You don't want to know. And Waffle House is trying to call 911. We're like, no, 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 no. And so give Sam the keys. We rush out of there. Now, I wouldn't admit it at the time. But to this day, I think it was the damn men in black trying to scare me off. It was. It definitely was. You know what's good, though, too, about the whole the, the rise of the CE5 movement is that now there are just too many damn people for them to follow. You know? Like, that, that used to, this happened when? Three or four years ago? Well, that, so that's the big conspiracy that I bounce around in my mind is because first of all, Bill Cooper was wrote in the 1990s that we need a star seed mentality, which in the strict definition, uh, which is we go to the stars, we seed other planets. It's a little Malthusian, the motivation behind it. But <clears throat> for, so if you look at Gaia, if you look at Amazon prime, if you look at the CE five exposure this year, all of it's like all of this, has been sanctioned so who is it that wants this stuff to be mainstream and why do they want it to be mainstream and what's the catch maybe that'll be the next topic of the next show because that is that's just to think about that there's there's got to be a war going on in our government you know and um you know the greer talks about the usaps um, where they're not even really part of the government. They're all private uh, corporations, you know. And um, you're right that there are people now with high up that are letting their stories are coming up and there aren't being that many repercussions about it, you know. And a lot of these guys are so high profile that you, you think this is some of the things that they're saying, they get whacked <laughs> like as they're saying it, you know. Um, and honestly, too, I think that, uh, of course, we don't want to get like uber, super political on this, but I think that that's one of the reasons why they are so afraid of Trump, the deep state, that is, is because, um, you know, he wants to get rid of all that. And I think that uh, he really has that, and his people have been kind of working behind the scenes to, to bring disclosure forward. I don't think it's any coincidence that this has all been happening in the last four years when he's been president, you know? Well, how, how has he done that? I, I will say before you answer that, I will say that I noticed a de definite change between the amount of harassment that people I meet through CE5 experience before he was inaugurated and afterwards it's dropped off precipitously for me and for everybody I know. But wh how, why do you think that he's out there trying to change this stuff? just because of how 
badly. They're they're trying to destroy him and all the means by which they have gone about, um, you know, getting rid of him. It, it's not just that they hate him, you know, like, like, yes, they hate him. A lot of people hate him, but that, that doesn't, that's not enough to explain just the the ways and just how they're using all their power and resources to try and get rid of this guy. And the only thing that I can think of is that he uh, poses an existential threat to the existence of the deep state and the cabal. And, and of course, we're not going to hear any, about any of it, uh, you know, the inner, inner workings of it. All we're going to see the results of it, which is, uh, you know, documentaries coming out, more personalities, more information being released slowly but surely. Um, and I think that also has to do with, I think a lot of these people too are getting protection from the UFOs themselves. Um, the, sorry, the ET races are providing protection as well. Because, you know, they, they can do things that we can't even imagine, really. And so I think that they're actually physically protecting some of these people and not won't allow bad things to happen to them. And I think that all has to do with this change that we're seeing the earth go through from third density to fourth density. So, yeah, I think that's a great topic for maybe the next show to talk about. All right. Sometimes I feel like I've got some unwarranted protection from like a guardian angel or the universe. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. All right, well, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, for our first episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Maybe you thought some of this stuff was interesting. Please let us know. Give us your thoughts. We'd love to hear some feedback. So um, I guess goodbye, farewell, until next time. Yep, we'll yeah. see you next time. And check the show notes for all the different ways to contact us. And if you're on the fence or if you're ready to contact some et beings and you're in the area then link up with us for the november surprise it is a 100% judgment free group zone okay i guarantee you you're not going to be the weirdo person there all right because i definitely that's me and i i take pride in that moniker i am the strangest weirdest dude around all right good deal take care people We'll talk at you soon. Is this where we log off or?